0: Welcome Pewter Report readers and listeners to another edition of the Pewter Report Podcast on a Victory Monday. Energized by Celsius, I am John Ledyard from PeterReport.com along with me the one and only Mark Cook also from PeterReport.com here on this beautiful Monday morning Monday afternoon I should say I guess that's the time is flying it feels like it was just the morning (laughs) but uh, we are here to talk about a bunch of bucks that are under pressure today uh, Mark we're talking about guys going into the 2021 season that might be feeling the heat a little bit or have a a pivotal year coming up with within which to prove themselves and prove their value to this team otherwise The future might not look so bright for them. So you've got your list of five. I've got my list of five, and we're ready to go on the show today.
1: I hope it's better than your list that you had last week, John. I I mean, in in fact, I wore a shirt just for you. I'm going to stand up so everybody can wear this shirt. You always wear something. This is your shirt for picking Leroy Selman at number seven (laughs) of all time. You ready? Can you read that? You big dummy! There you go, go. Fred. That describes me. Fred G. G. Samford said it best. You big dummy. You can't pick Leroy Selman at number seven. That's just ludicrous. I'm still still losing it. I'm still angry. I'm losing sleep over it. I know, but I'm just... It hurt me, John. It hurt me. That's all I have to say. But oh, anyway, yeah. we're we're just gonna chalk it up to you being born in 1990 or 91 or wherever you were born. I mean, you didn't even know Leroy Selman, so we can't I, expect that's you to, true. To have it
0: I have, I oh, yeah, that's true. There aren't, to be honest with you, there aren't many older players. Even all the old NFL films and everything that I ran, there aren't many I would put above great players in today's games because I think the gap is for most players so different. But I, after watching Selman, I definitely believe he's one of those players that could have crossed kind of like the LC Greenwood conversation for Pittsburgh. He may have just been right. ahead of his time, you know. Like he was such a he was such a dynamic, big, long athlete at the time. They were just kind of it was the body type, right? He didn't fit what they know what was normally going on in the NFL at that position. So it is the conversations across across decades are fascinating because there's there's definitely some players who were great back then who wouldn't have succeeded. There's even players like a Jerome Bettis. What would he be in today's NFL mark? I mean, that's a whole other, That's a whole different type of conversation we yeah. can have on a different throwback Thursday. But today we do want to make sure we, we before we get started we mention our wonderful and and lovely title sponsor Celsius.com because it's over at Celsius with Celsius energy drinks, you can pick your flavor here. We got I got the Fuji apple pear. What do you got there? Sp-
1: sparkling orange
0: i mean what, oh, what else is there right. i mean is there oh, anything better i take that back i take that back this is the grapefruit
1: which uh, is is it's second to the sparkling okay. orange to me
0: right yeah the sparkling orange is a good one it's a very popular one i was telling bucks fans try the orange sickle get out there and get, get yourself some orange sickle you can find it on amazon it's out there that yeah. to me is the orange circle, it can be harder to find. So that's one to me I always am suggesting. If you get a chance to get the orange circle heat uh, edition uh, from Celsius, that's a really good one. But man, healthy energy, great taste, accelerates metabolism, burns body fat. You can't beat it. Celsius is, is definitely what you got to go with if you're looking for a terrific energy drink to give you that extra little boost. Make sure you check out Celsius.com. Get over there and you can uh, click the Celsius ads over at PeterReport.com as well to find your favorite flavor. All right, Mark. We got our uh, top five lists here of uh, bucks that we are, think have a lot to prove this season. It's not necessarily guys who you know struggled across the board last year, weren't very good, or anything like that. Uh, although that could be true, but it's just players who we feel like there's some there's some pressure on them. You know what I mean? They they need to have a good year uh, for whatever reason. It could be different reasons. So I let off the last list with my fifth guy. In, or with my 10th guy, I guess, on Thursday. You lead off this list with your fifth guy here in the in the five bucks with the most to prove in 2021.
1: All right, I'm going to start with number five. Now, I'm just going to say, in my five, they're really interchangeable. I think these are five guys that, that need crucial big years upcoming. But I'm going to start off with wide receiver Antonio Brown. Ooh. And I say that because, again – he signs the extension. There was a debate. Do we bring him back? Do we not? The legal troubles seem to have cleared up, which is good. So now he can focus and his mind can be settled on football. But can Antonio Brown make it a whole other year? Without any nonsense off of the field, and how is he going to feel coming into a season where now he's going to have an off season, now he's going to have a preseason, now he's going to be able to play a full seventeen game schedule, not just eight like last year? Is he going to be one of these guys that doesn't want to share the football? Now, again, mm-hmm. you know more about him from his days in Pittsburgh. He was the man in Pittsburgh, so yeah. he was the primary focus. He didn't have to be part of a a, a three headed monster per se. So, how is Antonio Brown going to handle that? And also. John, if you look at his contract, very, very incentive-laden, which mm-hmm. makes me worry a little bit because some of those are based on yards, on touchdowns, hmm. team success as well. But those are some of the things that I think make Antonio Brown a guy that has a lot to prove to himself but also to the fans and the organization in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, that's actually kind of a good one because you look on the surface and you wouldn't think, oh, Antonio Brown, you know, is, he's already older and he's already accomplished a bunch, and but – He's still 32. I mean, he's 32, uh, be 33 in a few uh, days, actually, I think July 10th, but he comes at that. This season comes at that situation in his career where I still feel like he could be one of the best receivers in the game, even at his age, because his game ages so well, but it is going to be about that other stuff. How does he handle being, you know, for a full season, you know, coming in and being third fiddle and, or at best, you know, and, and, and the expectations to just come from having paid him at all. Plus, you know if he goes out and has an unbelievable season if somebody gets hurt you know let's say somebody gets hurt hypothetically and he goes out and has a great season which i think he's absolutely capable of you know statistically he's a free agent again and you know at 33 you might not be looking at the bank next off season but I still think somebody would pay him a lot of money for two years. I think somebody would pay him uh, handsomely because if he shows no drop off, if he
1: shows no drop off, and he has a full season, uh, a recent projection I saw—I don't know if you tweeted it or somebody Mm -hmm. tweeted it over the weekend—that you know he projects that he can certainly be a thousand-yard receiver amongst this group of great receivers this year if he plays right. a full 17 games based right. on his targets and his yards per catch and and how he kind of finished the year last year so yeah uh, i think he, I think he does have a lot to prove ren in the chat. Um, uh, you know, great start, Mark. First Bell Hall of Fame. Listen, no, Rens—he's
0: not being sarc- Rens. Never sarcastic.
1: No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Anyway, listen to my reasoning. Even John yeah, semi i yeah. agreed with it. Come on, I definitely not- agree with you. It's not—he's the first He's not ball Hall like of Fame. Tom career. Brady, for Christ's sake! Come yeah. on, ren Give me a break.
0: It, 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 Antonio Brown hasn't been a first bout Hall of Fame type player, like production-wise, for you know since 2018 now. So we've got some time here to catch up on this you know, this stuff. And two years removed from that, there's still something to prove if he wants to keep playing the league. So I totally get it. Uh, oh, Christian Perez in the chat. Okay, oh. all right, all right. Loose Cannon's appearance. Don't worry, we'll be talking about it. He's just checking up to make sure we talk about loosecannonstravel.com, which we're going to throughout the show because they've got an unbelievable offer out there for fans. So here's the deal. As you're listening to us on the show today, and as you're hearing everything we're saying, you might need to look away from our faces just for a second to go over to loosecannonstravel.com Check it out and check out some of the stuff. We're going to talk about more about them a little bit later in the show. But just, you know, maybe pull up a different tab and check out loose cannons, uh, so you can uh, see that website and see what they've got going on there. Then in a little bit, our little promotion we got for you is gonna make a little bit more sense. Mark Fisher wants to know why is John here? I thought he was fired. Yes, me too. List. No, I I, I endured agree, because I endured because I did have Levante David in the crowd. My, my Levante David ranking helped me you know, compare to Keep your Mark. job. It, it helped me help keep my job. Keep your address. job, yes. And, and,
1: right. and I'm just going to say it out here and expose Mark Fisher. He wants your address. He's going to send you some Leroy Selman film.
0: No. Oh, oh, is that, is that what's going to happen? Mark, you can have my address. I'll email it to you. Okay. <laughs> um, Charles Wilson wants to AB will be fine. Why can't the media lay off him and let him do his talking on the field? He's doing the TB 12 program and Tom loves him. So we'll get his targets because he'll get open. Good perspective, Charles. I don't think anybody here was getting on his case. I think we're just saying that their reality is that he has a lot to prove. I think sometimes I'm I people... getting on his case a little bit because he's All an right. idiot. And <laughs> I, I mean, he's an
1: idiot. I, I don't care what anybody says. He had a good year last year. He stayed fairly clean, but but there were some instances off the field that that weren't really you know, criminal type things. But he's he's not a great guy. I don't care what anybody says. He, I don't care what Tom Brady says. He's just mm. not a great guy. And I'll leave it
0: at that. Right, Tom Brady already told us on the shop on uninterrupted uh, the shop. I don't know if you saw that on HBO, but he said, "Yeah, I just pretty much tell the media anything." He's like, "I," he's like, "About ninety percent of the time, I don't say what I'm actually thinking to the yeah. media." Duh! Like, oh, cool, oh, yeah. a, wow, we, we, we had, knew this. No idea, Tom. <laughs> yeah, we knew this. You're like the worst interview ever. But <laughs> um, no, so I, okay. Antonio Brown was a good one for number five. For me, number five is Shaq Barrett, but it doesn't really have as much to do with performance necessarily. I mean, yes, last year wasn't a 19 and a half sack season, but here's the tricky part with Shaq Barrett. When you have a 19 and a half sack season out of nowhere, and then you have this four sack run in the playoffs, you kind of set the bar really high for yourself. Then you get paid and you get that first big contract. The expectation level for him, obviously it's not as much pressure as when you're going trying to earn the money maybe, but now you've got fans and organizational expectation that you're going to be a stud from now on out and obviously he set his own expectations really really high too and so he's got it you know he set the expectations to be the best pass rusher one of the among the best handful of pass rushers in the nfl moving forward in his career i don't currently view him as a tier one pass rusher in the nfl but he's not far off of it either so he can get there i think now remember he's not really had a huge chunk of his career even though he's a little bit 28 i think he hasn't had this massive career where he's been a starter all these years like he this is really him, his tenure as a starter. I think he had one year in Denver where he started most of the year and was pretty productive. And so um, this is really what it's been these last two years for him, and he's obviously been really good. And last year, not his best year. I think he said that, coach said that, and then really found his game at the end of the year, and obviously production came with it. Um, I don't say that because I think Shaq Barrett's bad or not or going to disappoint. I just say that because I think there's realistically there's some expectation with it that comes with the territory of being a highly paid player on this team that just got banked and free agency. Uh, to be a double-digit sack guy, to be an every down, every game influence guy, um, or every drive influence guy, I should say. I don't think he was that guy for most of the regular season last year. He was that guy in the playoffs. He was that guy in twenty nineteen or er, yeah, twenty nineteen. So yeah, which player comes out, and which one do we see in twenty twenty one? I think that's the pressure on Shaq Barrett.
1: He needs Vita Vea to stay healthy. I think that's was proven last year during the playoffs, right? Vita Vea certainly yeah. made a difference for everybody on that defensive line, but uh, that would certainly help. I'll say this he does have a lot to prove. There were question marks after that 2019 season, which I didn't understand because you don't get 19 and a half sacks by accident. That just doesn't happen. But I remember being at the Pro Bowl in Orlando in uh, February of 2019, talking to Pete Prisco, who was an all pro voter. And he asked me, he says, what do you think? I mean, is this guy a first team all pro? And I said, how can he not be? He literally led the NFL in sacks with 19 and a half. And he goes, it's a, is it a one year wonder though? And, and he ended up voting him second team and Shaq finished second team all pro that year. And I believe your guy, TJ Watt ended up in his position as first team all pro that year. But, um, but, uh, you know, so there there are those question marks, right, that are still out there. Is he worth the money that the Buccaneers paid him? Was 2019 a one-hit wonder type year? Um, we'll see. The thing about Shaq is we had him on a conference call uh, recently, I think after the mini camps or around the mini camp time a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the guy seems really motivated, and he's not mm-hmm. afraid to put up those expectations. He said it. Listen, I want to get back to exceed that 19-and-a-half sack. So a lot of guys are afraid to put expectations or numbers on their name Shaq Barrett isn't so that adds a little bit more pressure too but I I think that's a pretty good
0: choice John yeah the good uh, observation here Lawrence Lowe says for $5 super chat and Lawrence we appreciate the super chat for sure he says there's rumors Shaq wasn't offered more than what the Bucs offered him so now he's a chip on his shoulder he said he wasn't to be defensive player of the year no I I mean I don't think I think it's beyond rumors I I think Shaq actually straight up just said it like that he didn't really have bigger offers in the Bucks. now he was on free agent market for like five minutes, so maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe they didn't really hold out looking for money like Kenny Galladay, some of these other guys did. And you look at what Leonard Floyd got paid and some of these other people, you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, why are people should have been lining up for Shaq Barrett? And if Shaq had been available for a longer chunk of time. Um, but I do know that, yeah, there's no question about it, that uh, this is a, a year where he's definitely going to be looking to prove himself and they're going to be looking to for for him to do just that on the field for them this season defensively. All right, who's at number four for you?
1: Number four, I went back and forth on this. I'm going to say who I did. you want me to put who I did have, but I crossed out later on? No, you can say it now. All right. I, I, I had Ryan Jensen on there, and I know people oh. would probably lose their mind. I say that about Ryan Jensen just because the amount of money that he's going to earn, final year of his contract. Do the Buccaneers have his replacement uh, on the roster right now? Do they go after his replacement? Was that a possibility in the draft this year? And um, the kid out of Oklahoma got drafted just ahead of him, um, Creed from the office. So uh, I wonder, you know, there's going to be pressure on Ryan Jensen, but he actually wasn't my pick. I changed it to Ronald Jones. And I say Mm. that because, again, another guy in a contract year, that has a lot to prove. If it's Mm -hmm. not to himself and to the Buccaneers, it's certainly to the other 31 teams in the NFL. Ronald Jones is going to have to beat out Leonard Fournette, who came on late in the season last year, had a tremendous postseason. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is going to take some snaps away from Ronald Jones. So I think in order for him to get paid paid next year the way that he would like to be able to get paid, and make no mistake, he's still a young kid. What is he, 24 years old now Mm -hmm. or going to be 24 this season? He's still in the prime of his career. Uh, this is his opportunity to make the money that every player wants, that big second contract. Uh, and so there's a lot of pressure on him to perform, not necessarily pressure for the team, because I think the team will be fine. Even if Ronda, Ronald Jones underperforms, there's capable guys that'll be able to play and, and fill in the slack. But for Ronald Jones personally, at least, I think this is a huge year. He has a lot to prove. Again, if not, do the Buccaneers, who may already have decided they're going to go with somebody else next year. There's 31 other teams that may be interested in Ronald Jones if he has a big year this season.
0: Right. No, I think that you're exactly right. I'll talk more about Ronald Jones here in a little bit. Sneak peek there. Uh, Donovan, oh, go ahead. No, I was. I just said, oops, we picked the same guy. No, no, I mean, that's good. I mean, we're both yeah. the same. We knew Ronald Jones was going to be there. Everybody listening yeah. to this podcast, he was... Well, he's a feature image on the podcast, (laughs) so I mean, I think people knew that he was probably going to be... That had nothing to do with me changing it, by the way. That had nothing to do with me changing it. No, Donovan Smith is number four for me. You know, another extension, he's continued to improve every year of his career. I think Donovan Smith has made some small strides. Last year was the best season we've seen from him. He finished the year very strong. He is somebody who tends to get better as the year goes on um, and come out of the gate pretty slow. So you know, can you can you play at a faster pace to start the season? I mean, his worst games of the year, the last two seasons, have come right at the beginning of the year. But those are pivotal plays and pivotal games that he's given up. And so I think he needs to start seasons better. I think he needs to prove that he's work consistently worthy of the type of money the Bucks are giving him and the type of extension they're giving him. They're giving him real estate on this, on this salary cap for the foreseeable future. And I think that that's an important thing with a guy like Werfs, and you, we'll see what happens with Jensen, but Werfs and Marpet already kind of in the picture here. A lot of teams would say, Oh, we can find somebody at left tackle. We can, we have all these other elite offensive linemen we can plug in here, and that's a space. Donovan Smith's the guy we can, you know, be flexible with at that spot. The Bucks have not chosen to do that. I think his level of play needs to really honor that. So similar in the line with Chuck Barrett, except, you know, Smith has been a little more up and down. So, I like Donovan Smith. I went to bat for him all last season. I think he's a good player. Um, I think he's not necessarily the best player on their team or anything like that, but I think he's a good player. I think you would like to have him at left tackle, but there's an unpredictability about him at times that makes it uneasy until he can prove more consistent play. I think he was doing that at the end of last season. Now can it become a consistent week-to-week thing for Donovan Smith and can he do it to start the season? I think that'll be huge for him moving forward. I don't think anybody was hurt more
1: with a lack of a offseason and the conditioning, and the OTAs, and a training camp, being out in that heat more than Donovan Smith. I think he got in better shape as the season went on. I think he also understand understood the importance of what his job was last year. Now, last spring, I wrote uh, two hook articles. The first one was, you know, the Bucks will go as far as the offensive line takes them. And then a few weeks later, after thinking about it, I said, this team's going to go as far as Donovan Smith takes him because of his importance of the of the role that he plays. We mm-hmm. saw what bad tackle play happens to a great quarterback in Patrick Mahomes in that Super Bowl. Definitely. If Donovan Smith played as bad as those guys did uh, for the Chiefs in that Super Bowl, the Bucs don't win the Super Bowl. They'd get bounced out of the playoffs, but he, he took his game up to another level. I think he was in better shape, and I think he just had the mindset and mentality. Something that George Warhop said to us about four years ago, John, I remember being in the media room talking to George Warhop and asking him specifically about Donovan Smith, and he said, Donovan Smith can be as good as Donovan Smith wants to be. The only mm-hmm. person holding Donovan Smith back is Donovan Smith, and I believe Warhop said he could be a top three NFL tackle, if he puts his mind to it. Now, I was one of those guys that thought what we saw in 2019 is what Donovan Smith is. He's just not going to be any better than that. Come to find out, the guy played hurt quite a bit and really has throughout his career. You're not going to play left tackle and not be banged up for him. You know, you're not going to play offensive line in the NFL and not be banged up with some aches and pains. But the guy is a warrior. I give him that. Uh, he's a good guy. And you know what, John? He's one hell of a bowler. He's been a member of the Pewter Report Bowling League in the past. The guy can flat-out bowl. Now, he's a pretty damn good football player, too, and has a Super Bowl ring to prove. So hats off to Donovan. But, yeah, he still has a lot to prove, that consistency. Mm-hmm. We'll see what right.
0: happens. Right. I mean, he, he's a guy that legitimately – he could finish his career in Tampa Bay. I mean, that he could do that. He could – he could get four contracts there and finish his career if he plays like that the next couple of years. Fans have been running him off since 2015. Yeah, they literally But they have. started to come around with him a little bit last year. I think they started to come around to him more than ever before with the way he played. So he's won him over slowly. But when yeah. he played through the 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 injury against Kansas City, when he showed up to the stadium in a boot and played through it, I think he earned a lot of people's respect. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hats off to him in the season that he had, but I still think plenty uh, to prove out there for sure. I don't know if you know this, Mark Cook, but the the have you heard of the Loose Cannons podcast? Good friends of Loose the Pewter Report podcast. Uh, I've heard of like Pewter Plan, very aptly named podcast for a couple no. of crazy Bucks fans that Never came up with it. a plan. They they had a dream, Mark, <laughs> about a travel site. For Bucks fans to get Bucks fans out to away games with affordable packages. And let me tell you loosecannonstravel.com. You got to check out this website. But before you do, check out this little promotion and we'll talk to you a little bit about what Loose Cannon's Travel is doing for the Buccaneers community. I'm telling you what, Loose Cannon, not only do they have the the, the little graphic design, the little video thing going on, it's great stuff, but LooseCannonStravel.com, man, it's a game changer for Bucs fans, what they have going on right now. They're putting together travel packages for Bucs fans to go to three away games this year, the Saints game, the Falcons game, and the Rams game, and get out to LA for these packages. These packages are unbelievable. I'm going to give you an example of what one of these things looks like. But look at, I'll give you the LA one because I think, you know, I, I love that's, LA. That's LA. the one that I want to go on. Right, like, okay, let me move this banner for you so you can see it. But any any road that. game of the year, the LA game. Right, is one right. Go. Look at that. Okay, so you got the pricing over here. And then you can see if you can get your group up to four people, you're just paying a little over a 1000 bucks per person here. Now, here's what the packages include. Hotel stay, Friday night party, Saturday night pep rally, Sunday catered tailgate, and tickets to the game. All this for a thousand bucks a person if you can get four people in your group. I mean, there's payment plans available, so it's extremely affordable. They're great guys. They work with you now. You can go over to loosecannonstravel.com. You can check out these packages. Ask these guys questions on social media if you're on there. But I mean, the stuff—it's the site is really self-explanatory. It's set up and, and designed beautifully. There's lots of opportunities uh, to get to some of these, to the one of these three games. Mentioned that that's the Rams one. Here's the Saints one. And again, all these stuff—you get the hotel say you get parties, you get food. These catered tailgates—they were telling me. What they're giving what they're having these catered tailgates out in New Orleans, and it is some crazy stuff. I mean, this food sounds unbelievable. Get these tickets to the game. You get via. There's going to be it's going to be VIP type stuff, and there's going to be people there that they're you're going to want to meet and connect with at a lot of these parties. Uh, the loose cannon screw. I mean, they promise a lot, and they always deliver. That's the thing that we love about them. But yeah, go the over to mark. loosecannonstravel.com. That's the where question- you want to go.
1: The question mark, John, is, is Stank going to rub you down uh, with baby oil? No, as far as I know that,
0: I think you, I don't, you probably have to pay extra. You got to pay extra for that? Okay. Well, you know what, what John?
1: I'm going to pay extra. Uh, Loose cannons. Tell me how much it'll cost to get John rubbed down by baby oil and that (laughs) on video. Not me. Yes. You're getting rubbed down. No, no, no. I'm going to pay to have you get rubbed down. That's for your Leroy to summon thing. You deserve that. Actually, you might enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with little baby oil. I don't know what their fascination is with baby oil, but great guys. Great package. Let me just tell you, I went to L.A. a few years ago, 2018 season. What a great city. What a great town, Um, you know parts of it but no overall it was just tremendous tremendous time that's been my favorite other than london of course that's been my favorite nfl city to travel to really enjoyed it in la that's the package that i would go on if i were you uh one of the listeners out there and you get to check out the new sofi stadium which is the uh, brand new state-of-the-art stadium oh, and home awesome. of the super bowl so you'll get to pick your seats for right. when the buccaneers are back uh, next february for the super bowl hey,
0: and, if you, and if you and if you purchase one of these packages and set up a payment plan by july 4th you're going to receive a signed Sean Murphy Bunting football. That's what you're going to get. So Wow. You already get an unbelievable rate. You get an unbelievable experience. You get several nights in this city. You get parties. You get food. You get tickets. You get a four-star hotel on top of it, and you get uh, to do all this by booking at loosecannonstravel.com, and you get a signed football from Sean Murphy Bunting. I mean if you're going to do it you got to do it now right the Bucks are like uh, unbelievable this this is they're set up for a great season you could have an unbelievable experience guys at one of these places it'll be
1: cheaper to go on the road with the, all expense paid everything than it is to go to some of these buccaneer games if you don't have season tickets that's not a joke i mean you're not going to get into a buccaneer game you know, for those prices with the way prices are right now, I've already looked at the resale market. Yeah. It's crazy right now. And so.
0: Jason lights already said that he's crashing the LA pep rally. So and these will. guys, these loose cannons crew, they've done an unbelievable job finding you a deal that, that works and is unbelievable. So I'm excited about it because bucks fans get out to these events, represent this team, this team, especially this year on the road. Uh, it's really good stuff. And they say the oil rubdowns, are coming in they're, they're gonna have to work that out on the side we're not gonna promote that <laughs> <laughs> all right number three on these lists we got to get to these back to these lists number three you got to go you're you're up for number three
1: this is probably going to be the one that people are going to hate the most but just hear me out on this one scott De- scott reynolds is definitely going to hate it can you guess who it is
0: oh blaine gabbert no oh i was gonna say that uh ryan Zucker? yep oh that's a good one mark yeah, look
1: i i i again you guys have heard it and you're probably sick of it dad of a high school kicker watch my poor son have a complete and utter meltdown his 11th grade year so bad to the point where he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn in game situations was replaced ended up starting at linebacker senior year and voted the most valuable linebacker for his team we won't brag on him that much but the bottom line is we know the psyche of kickers. We've seen it in this town. We've seen it across the NFL. One good year. Now, Ryan Suckup had a tremendous career with the Tennessee Titans, then fell off a cliff, injury involved to a degree, but it's such a mental game. It is. Um, And it can flip. Uh, The switch can flip. We saw Roberto Aguayo, the most accurate kicker in NCAA history, come into the league, and I believe my son could have outkicked him that year. I mean, it's just – it's just tough to be a kicker in the NFL. There's a tremendous amount of pressure. He just got paid and he got paid handsomely as yes. well. So there's that expectation as well. So hopefully people don't beat me up too bad. Uh oh, no, I but, think but, that's uh,
0: a great choice. I I want to take Shaq off my list and put Ryan Sucker on there, honestly, <laughs> because you're right, he got paid. That's the thing. Like yeah. last year it was like, all right, you come in, but it's such a mental position, like you said, it doesn't really matter what you did the year before. You never know for for most kickers, 90% of kickers, that drop-off happens. You know, it just Boom, and you don't know when it's coming. It, like you said, super mental position. Not always been the easiest stadium for kickers to kick in, especially in the one end. So, I mean, yeah, you have a definitely a proven situation with Ryan Suckup this year, no doubt about it, because this is, it's super important. Now they did a great job of getting him closer field goals, which is where he's been better yeah. throughout his career. And he's sure. never he's not really been a bad kicker. I don't think any year of his career. There was the one year where he had the injury, and that was you know, but he he didn't play much that year either. So yeah, it's uh yeah it's gonna be there's is gonna be a lot on the table for Ryan Suckup for sure this year, especially after getting paid. Um, my number three guy was Ronald Jones. You mentioned him as well already, but man, I'm telling you, I just think Ronald Jones, it's kind of that everybody's going to say, Oh, he would add 1000 yards last year. I'm just telling you, it doesn't matter. Like backs can get a thousand yards. I'm telling you, it won't matter to people around the league. If Ronald Jones has another bad year or he's third in playing time to Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard, the guy's career will be at the crossroads if that happens. On the flip side of it, I think he's the most talented pure runner in the Buccaneers roster, and if he can get over some of the the ups and downs, the mental yips that kind of have plagued him over his career, I think he could be a 1,200-yard rusher. I mean, obviously, I don't know if he'll get the opportunities with the backfield the way that it is, but if he does, he has that kind of talent. I have no idea what's going to happen in the passing game. It's a complete adventure every time he gets out there for a passing play. So I don't know what's going to happen in that regard, Mark, but I'm telling you, I think Ronald Jones could be on either end of the spectrum at the end of the season. Yes. The safe bets are on him just becoming part of the committee and him being a free agent and going some, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he'll be, a low end one year deal in the off season. That's probably where the smart money is after three years of this. But at the same time, we've seen him grow all three years to, to be honest, to a degree, even if it's been slow, but he started, like you said, the worst rookie season. You've said it before on the show. It's, you know, and Scott said it. I mean, it's like worst rookie season you could imagine. And now mm-hmm. he's, you know, worked his way up to being, you know, in contention to be the leading car- ball carrier for this team. Uh, so we'll see what happens with him. But I think it's a huge, huge year for Ronald Jones. Tons of pressure on him. He's got to improve in pass throw, improve at catching the football, running routes, general awareness, ball security. But he has a ton of talent. We've been saying it for a long time. He's got to make it good on it this year. No, I agree. Number two for you. Number two for me, you know what? I have a
1: feeling our top two are going to be the same, but uh, it, may, it may be reversed around. Number two for me is Sean Murphy Bunting, who you can get assigned football if you sign up early with the Loose Cannons travel package. Um, I think Sean Murphy Bunting has a lot to prove this year. And consistency, yeah. we talked about it really with a lot of these guys. Consistency is the main thing. Um, we saw him have a tremendous playoff run. We also saw him at a point this year where, John, you were screaming, you got to get this guy off the field. Doesn't matter if it's Herb Miller or Week Fifteen or, or game Ross was, or whoever yeah. it is, you, you got to get this guy off the field. He's an he's a liability out there. Um, you know, Sean Murphy Bunting is a is a is a he's kind of like a kicker in the mental part of things, and I say that because. You weren't here. But if you go back, you actually probably watched this game. Very first game of his career was a preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bucks' first preseason game the year he was drafted. He had had a tremendous training camp up until that point. Mm-hmm. Scott and I were bragging on this guy, saying, man, what a tremendous guy this was. He was terrible in that game. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, his confidence dipped. He struggled. He came in in the New Orleans game after I think Carlton Davis was hurt a few weeks later. Ended up with an interception in that game. All of a sudden, his confidence goes back up. He's been an up-and-down guy, right? And uh, kind of like my blood pressure these days. It's up one day and down the next. And, and my blood sugar, I should say. But but Sean Murphy Bunting is a guy that just needs to develop some consistency. Uh, understand he's just got to walk into that stadium telling himself he's the baddest son of a gun mm-hmm. on the field and play like that. And if he gives up a, a, a bad play, he gives up a bad play. But that game against Atlanta last year on the road, Maybe one of the worst I've seen from a Buccaneers cornerback yeah. in a long time. So Sean Murphy Bunting, in my opinion, has a lot to prove. And it can say he's got the talent. I don't think anybody could question that. It's just a matter of uh, of, of putting it all together and, and doing it over a complete season because he's yet to do right. that in his first two years.
0: Yeah, I think that everybody kind of probably expected him to be on the show, and I'll talk about him in a second here. But number two for me, Jamel Dean. Uh, to, I, to me, I look at Jamel Dean and I say, here's a guy that could be one of the – like, I think there have been moments in his career where he's looked like he could be a star. I mean, you do not find size, speed, and ball skills like him all the time. It just doesn't come along that often. Um, at the very least, he could be like a J.C. Jackson-level player for New England. You know, with But he's got – but finish on the football more consistently. He had a couple dropped interceptions last year. Saw one already in minicamp. Um, that's got to be a big priority for him. Finish, finish, finish. But also, like, I don't think Jamel Dean – is as engaged as he can be every snap, if that makes sense. I'm yeah. not calling him lazy, and I'm not calling him saying he has a bad work ethic. Those are different things. I don't think it's as easy for every single player to be fully locked in every snap as it is for others. I think it's just something you have to scout when you watch players. It isn't a the great ones are
1: slot. John. The great ones are right? right. That's that's what separates the great from the right. good.
0: But Jamal Dean, even if you look in Pro Football Focus, his numbers look great over there. You know, it's like all right. But how many times did Jamel Dean was? He, I mean, the Giants game was ridiculous. Yeah, like yeah. if Jalen Jones wasn't completely off his rocker that whole game then, I mean, clearly, Jamel Dean would have given up multiple touchdowns in that game. He just, again, it's the double moves, but it's the mental engagement, right? He's thinking consistently, like, is he going to be able to process at that kind of a level to show the growth that somebody like Carlton Davis has shown, somebody who's locked in mentally, every rep. That's what we want to see from Jamel Dean because that kind of talent is there, but it just is not showing itself consistently right now. Now, in the playoffs, he barely got picked on, honestly, and he had, what was it, the – but well, he had a great game. I think it was the Saints game. It was he had a great game in the Saints yeah. game. Now obviously not going to be tested down the field really against the Saints. But he had a great game in terms of coming up and tackling and processing things in front of him. It was really encouraging to see. Then I don't really feel like he was tested a whole lot throughout the rest of the playoffs. But still played well. I mean, you know, and that we are just been on this roller coaster ride. Like with him, like he starts his career. Play, that Seattle game was like oh like one of the worst games you'll see from a corner all year. Then he was one of the best corners in the league to finish the season. Then last year, a couple good games to start. Then terrible middle stretch. Then really until the end of the regular season, he played a little bit better. I think he missed a game or two. And then the playoffs was was great. You know, we didn't see anything bad from him really in the playoffs. And so it's just been this complete. I don't know what player is going to show up on a week to week basis. That, he um, is he
1: is the Donovan Smith of the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the consistency, the locking in the, you know, Donovan Smith is a guy that has a stretch when he has bad games where it's three plays. Right. A lot of times are back to back to back. We yeah. see that from Jamel Dean as well. So uh, he's got to he's got to get better. He's got to get more consistent. Uh, aloof is is kind of the description I would give him on the football field at times where he's just kind of aloof where he's not really maybe he's not aware as much as he needs to be. And that's just going to come, I believe from maturity. And again, want to, like we said with Donovan, Jamel Dean has talent. He can be as good as he wants to be, or he can just be an average cornerback. That's inconsistent his whole career. It's, it's up to him, Todd Bowles and, and, and those guys have given him all the tools that he needs to be successful. Now it's up to him to put it all together.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I still believe in him. I'm not saying I don't believe in him. I'm not trying to speak negatively of him really at all. I am ways that jamel dean can grow and he can get better and he can become more consistent player i think the ceiling is just so high because of his eye speed the way that he moves at his size and build and the way that he's shown he can find the football and make plays on the ball that's a combination of things that are like if you ask people what you want athleticism size and ball skills those are like the three things you want right so if he can just do the other stuff consistently like even at an okay level technically mentally He's going to be a really good start in the league for a long time. But the problem is, right now, there were some low end moments in 2021 or 2020 that left you really concerned about what he's going to be in the future.
1: You know who never has low end moments, John? Who? Briar Greaves Insurance. You talk never. about consistency. You talk about locked in every single day when they walk in the office. That would be briar com. You could reach him at 813 876 4166. Guys, We can't stress it enough. Hurricane season is coming. Make sure you have the coverage that you need. The last thing you want to be is caught with your pants down, meaning not enough insurance to cover your property, to cover your family, to cover your auto, to cover your business. Briar Reeves Insurance Company has been doing this for 31 years, same amount of time that John's been alive. That's a long time, folks. 31 years, you don't stay in business unless you're doing something right. Give Briar, Sam, Diana, somebody in that office a call right now Call them first thing in the morning, but don't forget to do it. Nobody listening right now doesn't need some form of insurance, whether it be life, home, auto, uh, renter's insurance, you name it, Briar Greaves can cover it. Again, BriarGreavesinsurance.com. They're a proud sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast, good friends of the Pewter Report podcast, and just generally, good guys anytime we have an event briar greaves and sam always show up uh and partake and uh they love to talk buccaneer football so even if you end up not buying an insurance policy from briar greaves you can talk some good buccaneer football with two great guys briar and sam greaves 813-876-4166 all right
0: you got to give me the top guy on your list who's number one for it's not
1: the guy that i thought you would have number one on your list i was wrong i think i know who's gonna be number one on your list but i'm gonna say it uh and again i he could be second he could be fourth these five i don't know that there's one that's worse than the other or more than the other but but oj howard a mm, uh, number 19 overall draft pick a guy that has been able to uh, has been unable to stay healthy for an entire season except for one year and who struggled early in his career at times mm-hmm. struggled with bruce arian's offense in his first year Uh, really things were looking really good last year. Does Rob Gronkowski become one of the better players in the league if O.J. Howard doesn't blow out his Achilles in that Chargers game? Uh, Because O.J. Howard is really on his way to being what Rob Gronkowski was, in my opinion. He's more athletic. We know that. He's faster. Uh, His hands are just as good. But putting it all together is what O.J. Howard has to do. And I follow O.J. Howard on a social, and this guy – is in Mexico right now on vacation lifting weights. I mean, he hasn't stopped. He's putting in the work, guys. We can't – if O.J. Howard has a disappointing career when it's all said and done, John, it won't be from a lack of work. We know that. It's going to be mainly from bad luck, and I'm talking bad luck with injuries. So hopefully he can put it all together. But here's a guy the team picked up the fifth-year option. They want to see what O.J. Howard can do, if he can play a complete season. He's going to have to share some time with Rob Gronkowski. Cam Brate's going to get a few snaps in there as well. Uh, but, uh, OJ Howard, I think does have a lot to prove again, like Ronald Jones, if not to the Buccaneers, at least for his future moving forward, because he's mm-hmm. going to be a sought hour, sought after free agent, um, the, regardless really of the amount of yards and, and receptions that he puts up. And I say that because of the potential, the big P word, and there's just a ton of it there with OJ Howard. Right. We'll see what happens this year. Hopefully he can stay healthy and, uh, he just gives Tom Brady, just another, great weapon to throw the ball to if things work out for him health wise
0: that's a good choice yeah you know, I wasn't even thinking about OJR but I think you're on with that choice to be honest I mean yeah this is not this is a league that if you put together your top 10 tight ends you're going to look at that top 10 after you're done and you're going to be like I had to put this guy in the top 10 like oh man like it's just not overwhelming group right now maybe that changes in the next couple of years Gasecki and, and TJ Hawkinson no offense some of these guys coming on obviously Cal Pitts coming in but it really, I mean, the top tier of this position, Gronkowski came back into the league after a year away and took four games, probably hit his stride, and boom. He's like, I mean, it's impossible to make a top five tight end list right now without putting Gronkowski out. I don't even know what you'd be right. doing. I mean, you know, and, and to me, you know, I wouldn't even put him five. So, I mean, that's what, you know, I'm not saying he wasn't great, but it's just like that's where the position is at right but, now. You're but is, o- is OJ in,
1: in that top five if he stays healthy? Do you think he was on his way to being a top five tight end?
0: I mean, if you rank out top five right now, most people would have like Mark Andrews or Mike Gasecki there. Like, I think you're right. crazy if you don't think OJ Howard can be better than those guys. He can right. be. It's just, it really is about staying healthy. I think he's been on his way there maybe twice, you know, definitely in yeah. 2018, he was on his way there. And then he came in 2019 learning the off. And maybe he wasn't quite where he should have been with the playbook coming in. And then, then he gets hurt and he's banged up really that whole season. Then he finished the year strong and then, you know, 2020, big expectations comes out. He's playing well to begin the season. And again, in a complimentary role, playing well and putting up numbers and splash plays. That's again, splash plays. You get those from a tight end in today's NFL. That's what Niseki yeah. gives you. That's what all these guys give you. You know, that's, they don't care about the block. And most of these teams don't care about the blocking. Bucks are one of the few that actually do care about that. So I think that, yes, there's a still a very high ceiling for him across that position in today's NFL. People aren't going to like it maybe, but if he went out and had a great year this year for whatever reason and has great production, He's going to get paid probably in the offseason because that position, you just you take chances for game changers at that position, I think. That's what teams will do. So good one. I, I think that, yeah, he definitely has a ton of potential. If this is a big year for him, he's got to prove that he can stay healthy. Um, to me, Sean Murphy Bunting's number one um, because he plays more than Jamel Dean. I'm not saying he's worse than Jamel Dean. I just because he plays more because Sean Murphy Bunting doesn't come off the field. You can't say that about Rojo and you can't say that about Jamel Dean, the two guys that I have you know, around two and three on this list. To me, no buck is this pivotal with Sean Murphy Bunting that will actually, because of his role, he's he's probably not going to come off the field if he's healthy. The coaching staff loves him. They trust him. He was about as bad as any corner in the league at points last season, and they didn't bench him. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Like they are gonna, they didn't try to replace him this off season. They're going to ride with this guy. They believe in his mentality. They think he never loses confidence uh, that he plays with that edge. Um, he's smart. He's a communicator. The, again, coaches love him. He's a great dude. I love him too. But he was, like I said, as bad as any corner in the league at points last season, obviously put it together, had a good playoffs, uh, still gave up some catches, but made plays on the ball finished. That's something he had not really done throughout his career. Both his interceptions or whatever interceptions he had before that were very, really kind of balls that were thrown right to him. He made some plays in the playoffs, went out, made some plays. Um, and so, it, it is arrow pointing up. No question about it for Sean Murphy Bunting, but I'm still scared. Like this is a guy that's going to be out there every single snap, probably inside, outside. I don't think he's a natural slot. I don't know if that helps them. They haven't really found a natural slot um, if for this defense. Um, so what? maybe that's Winfield a little bit this year. We'll see. But I think their matchups for Sean Murphy Bunting isn't necessarily always going to be put in the right position to succeed. That plus his technical inconsistencies, have me worried. I think mentally he's very engaged. Uh, I think he's very physical. I think he's aggressive. He loves the sport. He studies his tail off. It doesn't all translate. Instincts are, are the thing that have been really lacking through him throughout his career. So I'm very excited to see what happens with him this year. I, I like I said, there's probably no player as a person I want to root for this guy like crazy. I loved about it coming out of the draft. So there's that part of it for me that's invested. I hope that he's way better than any. High expectations could suggest, but I definitely think he's the player right now, Mark, where there's just a huge target on him. Like in this defense, he's going to be the guy everybody goes at. You know, number six. I didn't have him down. Have a if we had done the top six list. You know, I certainly
1: would have had Levante David on that list.
0: No, John. get out of here. <laughs> somebody <laughs> did mention this is a good point. And somebody mentioned Devin White. Uh, Vortex says I feel like Devin White has a lot to prove in terms of consistency and coverage. He played great down the stretch and he had his struggles in the regular season. Already makes huge plays. Here's what I would say to that. And I'll let you chime in on it too, mark. I think you're right about Devin White having a lot to prove, but there's almost no scenario in which Devin White. Is not on the team or not a starter next year, or probably not even a captain of the defense. So to me, that kind of all right, he's like, there's less pressure. He's not getting, he's not in a right. contract year, so he's not about right. to get paid. So just his situation kind of like, no matter what happens with Devin White, really, this year, he's going to be in the same exact position next year, whatever, you know, and you could say it about Shaq too, but he's also got paid. So there's a higher level of expectation there. And same with, with Donovan Smith to a degree. With White, I do agree he's got a lot to prove. I just don't think. Like CSMB or Dean, if they struggle this season, they could be gone next year. Yeah. Like that's, that's not crazy to talk about, um, you know, same with Rojo. He's, he's going to be gone next year, maybe even if he plays well. So that's why I had those guys on the top five list, but you do bring up some good points with Devin White. I think it's consistency is still something we're looking for with Devin White.
1: Yeah. No, I don't disagree with anything you said. I mean, he's, he's, you know, they, he they, – the somebody – the guy said he played great down the stretch. He plays great downhill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's when he has to go backwards that, that you get a little wary of, of where yeah. he's going to be if he's going to be in the right spot. But um, he's better than Quan Alexander. I know a lot of people lost their mind when the Buccaneers didn't want to pay Quan Alexander. Uh, the money that oh, San me. Francisco threw him, and uh, you know Devin White is is despite his inconsistencies to me, is still more consistent than Quan Alexander was. Um, I don't even know how to say this guy's name, but just real quick, do you think Godwin? M eight. All right, yeah, Oddson M eight. Do you think Godwin has something to prove, or do the Bucks just love him too much and resigning him to a long term contract, no matter what? I mean, every single player, right? Tom Brady has something to prove, sure. essentially, but certainly not a top five guy. Uh Chris Godwin to me is another one of those guys like Devin White. I mean, the team loves him. They love his role, what he does, his willingness, his unselfishness, his hands, his consistency. There's nothing to not like about Chris Godwin. And, and if, if they can get a deal reached before July 15th, they absolutely will, because um, he's the kind of guy they want around in their locker room for a long time. I mean, he's a tremendous football player, high character guy. And uh, and I still think there's upside there with, uh, with a guy like Chris Godwin.
0: Yeah, man, I hope. I mean, I... I don't think he has something to prove necessarily. I definitely, I feel very confident knowing who Chris Godwin is, what he's going to be for the rest of his career. If he stays healthy, I mean, maybe you want to see him stay on the field for another 16 game season produce. but when Godwin's been out on the field, there's not much doubt. He's pretty much right. a dominant player every week. He's very consistent. He's very well-rounded. There's really no weaknesses in Godwin's game. You can argue, you know, he might not be elite at everything, but I mean, hey, who is, you know, there's only one or two guys like that. And I think he's just very, very good across the board. So, I don't have much to prove from him necessarily, but I do think it's a big year for him. So you could look at it that way, Odson, and you could say like, yeah, if he has a great year and goes over a thousand yards, he, he's going to put himself in the conversation to be a top five paid receiver after this year. That's not, I mean, top three, we could even say, you know, that's yeah. not and that's not an exaggeration at all. Right. You know, if he has, if he missed a couple games and has another 800 some yard season, I guess, you know, maybe for a lot of teams that doesn't put him in that conversation. Um, You know, he's not, he's not like Juju where he came to the league like at 10 years old or whatever. You know what I mean? So like he doesn't necessarily have age on his side to that degree that other guys do uh, in those negotiations. So yeah, I think that he's going to be, it's it's a big year for him. So because of that, if I were making a top 10 list, I like put him in there, even if it's a little bit different context than some of the other guys on this list for sure. Yeah. So it's good stuff. It's good thoughts all around. I mean, I think I was honestly expecting to be a little more pissed off at your list, Mark, but I thought you picked, really good players. I, I mean, I could right have,
1: if I would have done it with just the idea of pissing you off, I definitely could have come I up know. with that. I mean, Tom Brady for sure would be on a, that l- list.
0: <laughs> a little bit disappointed. You didn't do that, but at the same no, time, no, no, no. I think it's a really good list. Hard to be, hard to be mad at it. We're have to pick a topic next time where we're mad at each other's list. But tomorrow yeah. on the podcast, a uh, Ren thinks I want suck up an AB or each C I, I would actually put suck up on mine. Now that you say that, uh, you know, and I think ABs. I get where you're coming from there. So, I, I maybe disagree with Ren a little bit there, but I appreciate him giving me the victory anyway. Um, I would I say guess, this: I,
1: guess I have to wear the big dummy shirt this week because That's you right. win this list. Okay, all right. fair all right. enough.
0: I'll, I'll have to come with a shirt for you next podcast. But, <laughs> oh great! Uh, <laughs> Tuesday uh, tomorrow we're gonna have the Loose Cannons crew on the podcast, so oh, prepare boy. yourselves. Oh, your loins. Oh, yeah.
1: Wear your earmuffs
0: because yes. the, you know we got to keep it PG, guys. We get we do got to keep it PG on this pod, so they might not that be was... their totally unfiltered normal selves, but. Right. They are going to be on the pod. We are excited to have them. The Peter yes. Report podcast, uh, loose, Little Loose Cannons cross over there. They'll talk about their travel stuff. Well, so we got a lot of bucks to talk about, too. Uh, we got plenty of team stuff to talk about, and I'll be interviewing those guys for a change. You've probably seen all of us on their show. We'll flip the script this time around, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But Wednesday, we're still working on Wednesday's pod. We might have a little bit of excitement in store for you. We're not hey, sure I'm just hoping, yet. I'm At hoping. At the very least. At yeah. the very least, Matt Matera will be on the podcast Wednesday. Oh, very well, that that's, your, that's your that's low-end outcome, Bucks fans. So just imagine what we have in store for you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thursday, oh, Thursday, I can't wait for Thursday's show. A little-known gem that is going to become a major-known gem here very soon. Paul Atwall is joining me on the show. Film guru, we are going to talk about what the bucks what changed for the bucks after the bye week we're not going to talk about it in generalities we're going to talk about it specifically you're going to learn more about the bucks and what changed with this team schematically play calling wise in terms of what they were doing. Paul and I have been studying this we're going to talk about that on Thursday's podcast. It's going to be one of the more informative Bucks podcasts I think you've heard in quite a while. Paul is a gem, and he has a lot of insight on this team to offer. He has been studying and waiting for this opportunity. I think you're really, really going to enjoy him. So mark that one down. Go in. Subscribe to Pewter Report TV. Subscribe to the Peter Report podcast. Hit the bell for so you. Get the notifications for when we go live. You don't want to miss the shows this week, 4 p.m. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's going to be great stuff. We thank you so much, and we appreciate you listening to another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out.